Greetings from New York City. I'm John Stanford, Acting Technical Director of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board, the IPSASB, and I'm host for this audio podcast. Before we, we begin our meeting highlights, I'd like to thank IFAC for hosting our first meeting of 2016, which took place from March the 8th to March the 11th. Joining me is IPSASB Chair Ian Carruthers, along with IPSASB staff members Paul Mason and Xiaogong Seiker who will review some of the key events that took place during this week's meeting. I'd like to acknowledge Ian's first podcast as Ipsasby Chair and congratulate him on a successful first meeting. Welcome to you all. John, thanks for that introduction. This was certainly an important point for the Ipsasby. Not only was it my first meeting as Ipsasby Chair, but we also welcomed five new members uh, to their first board meeting together with uh, their technical advisors. So we were joined by new members from uh, Australia, Austria, China, Germany and Switzerland. And they certainly contributed a lot to our discussions during the meeting. During the meeting, uh, we were also joined by the inaugural chair of the Ipsasby CAG, Thomas Muller-Marquez-Berger. And uh, Thomas updated us during the meeting on progress with formation of the IPSASB CAG. This is due to meet for the first time in June and at the moment decisions are being made on the initial contribution of the CAG based on a very successful call for nominations to join the CAG. We believe that the CAG will be very important to the IPSASB's work going forward and in order for the CAG to fulfil its maximum potential, we want to get a good, diverse membership that can bring in dimensions and uh, debate complementary to uh, the, those that will come out through the board's own debate. So its composition will be extremely important. That's something that uh, is being looked at in detail at the moment based on the applications and will also be discussed with the Public Interest Committee at its meeting in March. The Public Interest Committee, as I've said, will meet in March. That will be its third meeting. Uh, so there are a number of topics that will be discussed in that. In particular, the PIC will conclude its consideration of due process documentation uh, that it commenced at its earlier meetings. Thank you, Ian. Joining us for his second podcast appearance is IPSASB Manager, Standards Development and Technical Projects, Xiao von Seiker. Zhao's here to discuss changes in the way the IPSASB communicates its view of the entities for which it's designing IPSASs and recommended practice guidelines, or RPGs. Zhao, can you update us on developments on the applicability of IPSAS project? Yes, John. Thank you. Uh, uh, the IPSASB has approved the pronouncement the applicability of IPSAS. These two documents now provide a new way on how the IPSASB communicates its policy on the applicability of IPSAS. Uh, the preface to IPSAS uh, provides a positive uh, description of the public sector entities for which IPSAS are designed, which is drawn from the conceptual framework. The pronouncement, the applicability of IPSAS, uh, removes the definition of government business enterprise from the IPSASB's literature and replaces it with the term commercial public sector entities where appropriate. The IPSASB uh, decided that the term commercial public sector entities should not be defined or described. Instead, 
regulators should make decisions on what a commercial product sector entity is. Thank you for that information, Joao. It sounds to be issued a very important consultation paper on social benefits in July 2015. It sounds to be principal Paul Mason will now tell us more about the board's discussion on the response to the consultation paper's proposals on the definition of social benefits and the scope of the project. Thank you, John. In the CP, the consultation paper, the IPSASB defined social benefits as benefits provided to individuals and households, in cash or in kind, to mitigate the effects of social risks. This narrow scope included social assistance and social security, but excluded employer-sponsored benefits that were already covered in IPSAS 25. The approach draws on that in GFS, Government Finance Statistics. Some respondents supported this scope as they felt that alignment with GFS would assist them when it came to classifying trans transactions. However, other respondents had concerns that the narrow scope could result in transactions with the same economic substance being accounted for differently. The IPSASB was content with the focus on individuals and households, but accepted that social risks raised some issues, so the board directed staff to undertake further work on the scope taking into account respondents' concerns. Thank you, Paul. If I may, I'd like to turn back to Ian for some comments about the developments on the linked projects, revenue and non-exchange expenses. Thank you, John. This is one of the very important projects on the, work, the board's work plan going forwards, bringing together a consideration not only of our exchange revenue standards but our uh, Ipsos 23 non-exchange revenue and uh, planning to cover the very important area of non-exchange expenditure. Really the challenge that the board faces is that the ISB has put forward new thinking on the uh, performance obligations approach in IFRS 15 and the real challenge for us as a board is to say well there are a lot of new ideas there potentially some of them may well be useful in what we previously considered as a non-exchange space so then the real question is how far can the principles being applied in IFRS 15 be applied in that new space we also are taking the opportunity to consider our own Ipsos 23 standard which has now been around for a few years so there is actually an accumulating body of practical experience on how that standard works in practice which we need to bring into uh, the update of uh, any residual standards uh, that we have in, in uh, that area and the board has decided that there will be uh, a need for two standards because although there's a, a lot of potential to apply the IFRS 15 ideas on performance obligations with areas where there is no performance obligation such as taxes uh, and some forms of transfer there will need to be a residual standard as a successor to Ipsos 23. Considering non-exchange expenses is certainly also causing uh, the board uh, to consider some very fundamental areas we don't have standards that cover uh, the areas of uh, collective goods and services as they've been called in the past, things like defence and so on. And um, even although these are actually very significant in terms of 
public expenditure in most countries. So we're having to consider this from scratch. Also in this area, we're having to look at the potential approaches that we might uh, take to non-exchange expenses, but be consistent with the ideas that we're developing in terms of social benefits. There's also a question about to what extent we should mirror in this area the ideas that we're developing on the revenue side. All of these uh, are the reasons why we've actually decided that there should be one consultation paper which will cover all of these. And we're intending that that consultation paper will come out later on in the year. Thank you, Ian. Could I ask you to say a few words about the improvements, ED, that IPSASB looked at at this meeting, and perhaps also talk about your outlook for 2016? Thank you, John. Yes, the improvements project uh, for 2015 was important in a number of respects. Previously, the annual improvements projects have tended to focus mainly uh, on the improvements coming through as a result of the ISB's own improvements program. This was uh, the first time that uh, we'd used the improvements program to bring forward uh, proposals uh, to change certain aspects of IPSAS uh, in order to uh, increase alignment with government finance statistics and also we took the opportunity to address a number of areas in the conceptual framework and to make consequential changes to our standards, as well as uh, making some general improvements to IPSAS. So the improvements program was much broader uh, in this particular case. And uh, the board approved that standard unanimously, so that's an important foundation for us going forwards. In terms of the board's uh, work and uh, priorities going forwards, we certainly reached an important milestone in December with the uh, approval of three exposure drafts, cash basis IPSAS, IPSAS 25 improvements, and most particularly public sector combinations. And that put the board in a good place for moving forwards in 2016 with a, a, a slate of very important public sector specific projects. We've talked about uh, a number of those already in this podcast, but later on in this year, uh, we will also commence projects on public sector measurement and infrastructure assets, both extremely important areas, as well as projects on leases and also uh, uh, financial instruments convergence with uh, IFRS 9 as issued by um, the uh, ISB. So a very broad work program which should actually have something in it for most constituents. Also during this year there are a number of important developments. In particular next week we have the first meeting with public sector standard setters from around the world. We will have about 70 delegates uh, meeting together from uh, not only IPSASB but also uh, probably a, around about 20 different standard setters uh, from countries around the world. The Governmental Accounting Standards Board in the US is helping us to host that and we're looking for a very rich discussion between standard setters, firstly to increase their understanding of SASB's work and where we are on projects, but also to gain their input to those and their thoughts on projects that they're working on that aren't currently on SASB's work programme. 
So we think that will be a very successful event and we think that will have a strong influence through those new relationships on our work programme going forwards. Thank you, Ian. I'd like to remind listeners that Ian and Paul presented an informative webinar on Monday, March the 7th on the IPSASB's Exposure Draft 60 Public Sector Combinations. This is now available on the IPSASB website, www.ipsasb.org. On the website, you'll also find a question and answer document and a related podcast on the grant of the right to the operator model in IPSAS 32, Service Concession Arrangements Grant Or. We've reached the end of this latest instalment of the IPSASB Audio Podcast. Thank you to all who have joined us today and thank you to you, our listeners. The next IPSASB meeting will be from June 21st to June 24th, 2016 in Toronto. Meetings of the SASB are open and members of the public may register as observers. More information is available on the IPSASB website. All audio podcast meeting highlights are available in the meetings section of the IPSASB website and listeners can find us on iTunes by searching for IFAC Accountancy Podcast. Listeners can also follow us on Twitter at IPSASB underscore news. I'm John Stanford. Thank you for listening and join us again in June.